Hi, I'm Cam's mom, and Cam promised me that for this season, he will not say one curse word. He has promised me that he will donate to the swear jar every time a curse word comes from his mouth, but I know that he won't. If he does, he will donate to the YMCA Strong Kids, but he's promised me that he wouldn't, and I know that he won't do it. So please enjoy the show. You are now in tune with the dopest podcast on the World Wide Web. It's Full Perspective with Cameron. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So that's how we're starting the season. Thank you so much. Welcome to Season 2 of Full Perspective with Cameron. That's me. And this has been, it was a great ride season one. So this season we're about fucking bitches and making money. <laughs> bitches for me is multiple people. You know what I'm saying? That's new from se- last season to this season. That's a new thing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm like trying out new shit. Tune in from last season. Exactly. Which you, should, you can go on demand, SoundCloud, full spec with Cameron. That's me or whatever. Anyhow. Okay, so uh, let's, uh, we got a lot of people in the studio today, this evening. And it's cold as fuck outside. It's January the 6th, 2017. We all made it. None of us died. Facts. Facts. Made We're all here. 2016. It didn't get us. Did I say made it through 2017? 16. Made it 16. I said 16. Okay, thank you. I'm... Get that out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. But yeah. Um, so uh, we've got Ari, who's running the board today. New Woo-hoo. stuff. Whoop, whoop. Congratulations. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. And then we've got... Uh, Andrew, who no longer will be called Hebrew, because I respect all of those in the Jewish faith, and I know that that was kind of an insult. So, <laughs> I apologize. Are you Jewish? I'm not even Jewish. That's he's a Gentile. <laughs> I am boy as. <laughs> so I apologize to anyone of the Jewish faith. Happy belated Hanukkah. Hanukkah. That's offensive. <laughs> that see, that's what I'm talking about. It's shit. What oh, Jewish person? What, okay. What Jewish person is going to be listening to this? A dollar. <laughs> a lot of Jew, a lot of actually, a lot of Jewish people actually tune into this program. Really? Yeah, I have a lot of those. Am I getting feedback? <laughs> I haven't got any we feedback from you. He drew. He drew. He drew. Hey, your boy, your people. You know, All I right. don't even know why I called that. Anywho, but we've got our main guest. He's been here before, second time, and he's gracing us for the premiere episode of season two. We've got Rook Deeds in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Make some noise for Rook Deeds. Yeah. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. how are Rook you doing, friend? I'm doing all right. You're good? I thought it would get away from the cold, but it came to it Austin. It followed you. It's, you told me it's snowing. It's snowing in Lubbock. In Lubbock, yeah. And Dallas and, That's I guess, anywhere else north. Some shit, though. My cause... mom said oh, we snap. need to be home two hours ago. Oh, because it's supposed to ice on the roads. Oh, I don't believe anything. By the way, if ever I do, you don't believe anything. My mama. No, no, hold on. Time out. First of all, let me just say this. Um, So I will be giving money at the end of the year um, to Strong Kids YMCA, uh, you know, for the swear jar. Thus far, I owe two dollars, which I will put in. How do you owe two dollars? You need a tally. I've said you said I do. You do. Like every time it happens, you need to like look. We'll make it right now. We need to put a whiteboard in here. That should be her job. Tally, tally. Would tally. you like to tally for this week's tally. episode? Thank you very much. Okay. See, so too bad you didn't start this during the whole election. You would have like I couldn't have done that because I would have so broke. Do you know what I did an episode on election night and I swear to God, I only did like the first hour because I thought I was gonna shoot myself in the head. But here's <laughs> the thing I support our future president, kinda. You know what I'm saying? You I always keep an eye on him. him a fair shot. I'm giving him a fair shot. So 
you know, be Amer- be patriotic and do your American duty. Just don't keep your eye off of him. Yeah. But I was shit-faced in the studio. That's another dollar. <laughs> and I was, like, almost crying. And I was cur- There's a video of it. Oh, like, I was good. having a panic attack. Hopefully it was, like, on a live stream. Oh, absolutely. It was okay. on a live stream. Good. Were you on the Facebook? I was I was on the Facebook. Live. The I was on the book of faces. faces. Dalton's the king of but, live Facebook videos. Oh, feedback. Okay. But uh, if I do curse, Ari has, uh, you'll be sounding off the sound effect, right? Is it an air horn? It's a, well, you'll see. Yeah. It's a coin. So, so that's that one. I owe another one because I think it said fuck. This one does not count though. Okay. I was going to say. Okay. So we owe $2. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I know. Um, so we're going to get. The show started off. You can join me in this week's damn cam co- uh, countdown, right? You're an okay. intelligent man. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to think so. I would like to think so, too. Most you really, people. this, let me just say, though, I've, like, been, like, researching you, obviously, for the interview and stuff like that. You literally, I need to make sure I stay in good contact with you, because if ever I need to borrow some money, I'm going to come to you. <laughs> I'm oh not even God. kidding you. The For real. If I need bail money... I'm well, going to come to him. I don't know what it says online, but I know I don't have any money. Well, I'm saying not now, but yeah. I'm saying in the future. In five years, if I got to whoop somebody's behind, mm. I'm going to call you for my Someone's bail money. Someone's knees will be able to, I mean, be needing to get broken. It might be. Exactly. Well, I ain't doing that. I'm not going to. Well, maybe. Well, anywho. Anywho, let's focus. Okay, so uh, Damn Cam Top 5. I forgot to put the intro on this, but I will do this in post-editing. Um, so let's start with. Huh? No, I'm not a crazy person. Do you usually do that where you scream so you know what Shh. Doing? Okay, let's start the countdown. Okay, uh, <laughs> so number five, Kimberell, a gospel singer's radio radio program has been canceled due to homophobic uh, controversy. Does anybody in here, there's a lot of white people, a Mexican person, do y'all guys know who Kimberell is? Anyone? She's I do a not. She, yes, yeah, she's a gospel singer. You said that. Thank you, Andrew. I know because I, I like Ellen, and she got canceled off of the Ellen DeGeneres. Show. Well, thank you for telling me telling the story before I could. Wait, even she it. said homophobic things. Yeah. yeah so basically, she... Kim Burrell is a gospel singer. She's also a pastor out in Houston, and she's like a big gospel singer. Like, what gospel singers do you guys probably know of? Kirk, Kirk Franklin. Franklin. Exactly. Well, exactly. No, seriously. <laughs> like, the only one. like she's a step below because not everybody knows who Kim Burrell is, and so Kim Burrell. Somebody recorded her doing her sermon in Houston, and she's basically like, gay people are going to burn in hell, and they all deserve to die, and, you know, that whole evangelistic crap. Now, mind you, people, I am a devout Christian myself. I go to church. Three times a week. Three times a week. For 27 hours a week. It's... Oh, don't say that. Okay. My church <laughs> services are not that long. But, They're like you know, hours me and Jesus, we cool people. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, but anywho. Uh, so, you know, obviously, you know, she's out here promoting the movie Hidden Figures, which if you haven't seen it, it is phenomenal. It's really good. Uh, starring Janelle Monet, Octavia Spencer, and Taraji B. Henson. You've seen the commercials? I don't watch any TV. You don't? Zero God bless you. I can't do that. I have an addiction to reality TV show. We both watch Vanderpump Rules for six hours. <laughs> Seriously. Do you watch that show? I have no idea what that is. Oh, what? Don't, we, we don't. don't. don't he doesn't it even know. So she doesn't know what we're You can find them at the gym like any like time of the day. They are probably <laughs> at the gym. They are the fittest people I know. Like It's not a bad thing. I'm not like. That's saying, a blessing. That's a great thing. You know, yeah. I wish I could do that. That's supposed to be that's me. My, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, like I love trash TV on top of that. Do you know what I did last night for four hours? 
I stayed up watching Bad Girls Club's Ultimate Fights. That makes me a horrible <laughs> person. Horrible person. It's garbage. so good. Like, whenever she's just wailing on her, who's that girl that I like, Natalie, where she goes in, she doesn't go in for the slap. She goes in for the straight. Oh, no, Rocky. Dude, You're talking like, about Rocky. How long were you like, watching that? For like four hours. Dude, no amount of church can save you from that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Whatever. Anywho. Okay, so go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I do want to make this comment back to the Kimberell thing. Yeah. I'm sorry. It kind of pisses me off when people expect, like, like the whole Chick-fil-A and who else is it that was like, we are not going to. It's recording, right? I'm so sorry. I'm just making sure I'm OCD. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, sorry. Chick-fil-A, like, which even as homophobic which, as a company is, I'm still going to eat there. There's another company that did it. Like these people that are heavily, openly devout Christians. Like, why are you expecting them to turn around and say, oh, well, like just because everybody else thinks that they, I'm sorry, but some Christians believe that. Well, there's a difference because she went out. She said they deserve to burn in hell, and yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, that's different. That's, that's different from saying yeah. I oppose gay. Which far, I mean, but she does have a right to believe that. And let me just say, they're too disagree. Yeah. Well, and I let guess. me just say this: you are born gay, or whatever you know your identity is, and you know, just like I mean, you know, it's a sin. I mean, it's a, one of the commandments, right? But I mean, being fat's a sin. So, but no, it is. Read your Bible rules. No, no, go go look up the verse. I'm just saying. You know, my grandparents' like church is a bunch of like rich white people, and you're gonna say they're not gluttonous, and that's one of. But that's what I'm saying, though. Like people are born a certain way. I just think you shouldn't judge and just be shitting on. Oh snap! I didn't mean to say that. I'm sorry, mom. Oh, hold on, hold yeah, on. okay, three, okay, so I have three dollars, okay, we gotta, I'm sorry, mom. We gotta stream that in there a little bit, so we know, like, every time you curse, not everybody needs to, like, freak out, you know? Exactly, I know, I know. Ari. Get on it, Ari, my I'm producer sorry. for the day. Joking, but, joking. I mean, even if you are, you know, devout, and I understand if There's you don't agree with it. being hateful and having your perspective, exactly. and I think she took it too far. And a lot of people, like, um, are kind of pissed off at Ellen, because they're like, well, you should be bigger than this, and you should have had her on. Ellen is no. like Ellen run. Was one of the first openly lesbian people ever. Like not exactly. Like as a public figure. Yeah. As a public figure, exactly. So she has a right to say, "Hey, I've worked this hard against all of this, and I'm not mm-hmm. going to let somebody on my show come and basically tear all of it down." Yeah, I mean, she wouldn't tear all of it down because, I mean, the vast majority of this country is obviously more supportive of. Gays and yeah. gay marriage. And exactly. Whatnot. And I, I mean, she, she, you're in the minority nowadays if you're opposed to homosexuality. Yeah. Exactly. Being homophobic is like being a racist in it, the 90s. It is. It really is, though. Yeah. What were you saying? I was going to say, she would definitely face face some backlash, like, if she came on, you know, probably exactly. her crowd, her audience and stuff. Even if she definitely seems like one of those people that would do it just to kind of, like, break the ice, but... You know, with social media, it could definitely turn the other way and go against Ellen. Exactly. So. And you know what? The thing is, like, you see, we, me, everybody knew Kirk Franklin was, right? And I feel like Kirk Franklin made it a point, I feel like, that he wasn't disrespectful, judgmental of people's life choices and all that other stuff. He has His music is more inclusive, would you all not say that? Except, it, you know, and talks about Jesus. Yes. I haven't listened to Kirk Franklin since 2007 when I was say a Christian it loud. Say it. I haven't listened to Kirk Franklin since 2007 when I was in a Christian hip-hop class and I went to church. What in the world a is a Christian <laughs> hip-hop okay, class? So, so back in the day, <laughs> I was best friends with the preacher's daughter and we went to 
we had Wednesday night church service for the teens, and then right. we had church camp on spring break and three times in the summer. And we had Christian hip hop dance class, so we weren't twerking, but we still twerked in our like recital shows. So it's like you twerked for Jesus, twerked literally. For, literally twerking. God for is Jesus. good, isn't he? And then God is good. <laughs> and then we also had three hour church on Sunday. Oh my gosh! I was more like than you. I was. I was. You were pretty, on it. I was like on it. I did not curse. I did not. Oh, like, I still cursed right no, after Bible study. No, I was study. like, I can't curse. I'm waiting for marriage. <laughs> I'm not gonna drink alcohol or do any drugs or anything like that. Like, I was. I was on another level. Lord have mercy. Well, I mean, well, going back to Kim Burrell because I want to finish the story and move on to the next one. Oh, oh, also. Yes. Okay, so I'm subscribed to E. Like every time they Facebook Live, it shows up on my phone. Thank they you, were Andrew. saying the possibility of her not going on another possibility of the reason Ellen said that she did not want her on the show is because it would take away from the tone of the show. Ellen has a very comedic show. She does not usually get into political drama and exactly. all that stuff. I get that. So it, I can see where it would just add a lot of heat to the show. rather, And then all of a sudden you're going to have somebody else on and flip a joke and and she did have pharrell be awkward and she did have pharrell come on and pharrell's an executive producer of hidden figures which she makes kind of like almost the theme song victory for the movie which is upsetting because i thought she was gonna win best what is it called at the oscars best uh song best sound editing Sound, not sound editing it's like best song like what pharrell went happy for and all those oh, other um, stuff. which one best record yeah, I think so. It's like best record or best yeah, song or best something record. like that. And I thought she was going to win. Clearly, that's not going to happen because, I mean, you know. They're not going to give her. Exactly. It's like, what's the point at this point? Um, but on top of that, Pharrell kind of was like, I love her. She's talented, but I'm not tolerating her. Her show on so, uh, so, Southern, yeah, Texas Southern University. I'm black and I should know what Texas Southern University is. I'm really sorry because it's an HBCU. I should Where know what that is. It's in Houston, Texas. Um, her show on that on their radio station got canceled because they're like we don't fuck. Oh my god! Ah, it counts. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry. What are we at now? Seven. Four. Four. <laughs> okay. Um, but her show on the KTS uh, KTSU radio station, the college radio station, at that has been canceled. I don't really think that's a big deal because it's a college radio station. Who cares? Um, so yeah. Oh, and also like a couple of other gospel superstars have come in. One Shirley Caesar, who, you know, everyone's heard of the, you know, I got beans, greens, tomatoes, potatoes, oh, chicken, yeah. turkey, rams, ham. I all I know all that. Because I knew that when I was a kid. I knew <laughs> Wait, what that was. Wait, that's one. an actual song? It was like a part of a whole she has a song called Shouting John. And like I, you know, I was raised in church, so I knew that song, and then I knew that song from her it was like a music video, but it wasn't a music video. It's weird. Yeah, they, and just, she, they dubbed it why over. Didn't or something. I know this? Exactly. Yeah, it's like a whole live performance thing. I'm a fatty. I should have known this. Oh, geez. Okay. And then, um, but she came out. and She was like, "Well, if you thought that, you should have said that four years ago when our president made it okay." Everybody needs to start showing some goddamn love, and you, I can, I will give that one away. You know what I'm saying? Like people, just stop the hate. You know what I'm saying? Show some love. Who gives a flying crap? I mean, we already know where I stand on this. Exactly. Okay, uh, so number four, um, and this is actually one of my favorites. 
Uh, it's titled Busted. Here are the eight most shocking celebrity arrests that happened in our city of Austin, Texas. I know. This is great, right? Shia LaBeouf. It's getting spicy. Okay, okay, okay. So we're going all the way back. And I don't know if y'all remember this one, but um, did, you, did y'all watch The Real World back in the day? Yes. Yes? Do y'all remember Real World Austin? I think that's my favorite one out of all of them. Not because it's Austin, because that was like super ratchet. It was a while that? ago. I remember it, but I couldn't recite anything from it, no. And now it's a Vince Young Steakhouse. Where they lived? Yeah, oh, where no they way. Live. It's a Vince Young Steakhouse. I did not know that. Mm hmm Yeah. 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 That yeah. building, yeah, that's where it used to be. It used to be that's orange. Cool. Yeah. I remember that. That's why my, that place is overpriced, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. That place is crap. I'm sorry. Really? Vince Young has nothing to do with that corporation. And I'm not trying to be racist, but it's owned by white people. Vince, what the hell are you doing? That does not count. Hell is not a real curse word. I'll give it to you. Thank you. Um, so, let's see. MTV show The Real World reality series was filming in Austin, Texas. Cast member Danny... Jameson, do y'all remember that? She got into a brawl because she was trying to take like a rose off the street on 6th Street. Mm. And I did she that. stole the rose. And the guy who was like the vendor no, was I like, police, police, she's stealing the rose. And they arrested her ass. Give me that one. They arrested her ass and then they tackled her down. Does that and, count as two? Yeah, it counts as two. But yeah, I remember that specifically. It was like a crazy Hispanic girl and she got like... <laughs> That's not racist. She is crazy. I did not know you could get arrested for that. So that one time, remember I told you when I got proposed to on 6th Street? You, when oh, yeah. I was yeah. Really drunk and I, my phone died and I lost my friends. And the guy brought the rose and he like, okay, well, I was really drunk and I took the rose. Well, the guy like that was trying to talk to me, I don't know what he was trying to do. I, this is my best friend. She drinks a lot. Okay. I used to she drink a bread. lot. Now, <laughs> okay, that's cool. I used to be. <laughs> let's be honest. I have some stories. Oh, anyway, Lord. so then he gets down on one knee, gives me the rose, and then everyone's clapping for us. And I don't know if I ever paid the guy for the rose. I don't know. <laughs> so I could have been arrested for this rose on 6th Street. Very nice. I would have called you. Well, okay, and then another arrest happened on the show. I didn't know about this one. I don't remember this one. But Anubia Clark, do y'all remember that one? I assume she's black because her name's <laughs> Nubia. Um, bitch slapped a guy. That does not count because it's in the article. Guy at best worst stand. Jonathan, so whatever his name is. Oh, no. Okay, that's what happened. The, gu the girl stole the rose, bitch slapped the guy, and ran off. The, the vendor? Yes. Oh. Oh, so he probably yes. wouldn't have, like, called the cops on me. Whenever. I remember that. Okay. Until she assaulted him. I really shouldn't have been watching that stuff. I was probably, like, in the sixth, fourth or that fifth was, like, grade. seventh grade. Seventh grade. It was long ago, though, right? It's crazy. They should bring it back. I've always said I wanted to be a part of the real world. Would I could you, so I be. Felt that that way. Yeah. Their life. I could be a seven. I one would, of the seven I strangers. High school. <laughs> I need to go down to Sixth Street and live there for four weeks. Exactly. On Seriously. camera. On camera. I could do that. Although, like now they have cell phones. I watched the new season, just because I was like in passing. I don't really watch the real world, but I love Bad Girls Club. It's those you chicks are on, crazy. Like, you need to be like a commentator on Bad, like a stir upper. The producer? producer, I would still be a producer on the show. I would You're stir the up so of much Bad Girls Club, where you just like drop a bomb and ooh, Vanderpump Rules like little reference, Dax. Okay, we're gonna drop the bomb and then run away. 
to the Jewish men that listen to my show, you may not know what we're talking about. Just Google it. You'll find out. Um, Black China. This was more recently. Uh, she was arrested in an air, uh, Austin Bergstrom, uh, for having ecstasy on her person. They arrested her. Oh, yeah. You remember that? that yeah. Recent, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Rob drove all the way from California to Austin to pick her up. Aww. Where was she that she, like, was she at a concert or something? She was in the airport. Right? Who carries like, ecstasy in- around openly like that, though? Um, she probably just oh, put geez. in a pill bottle. Again, back in the day, yeah. it was a different Opened person. It, you know? Probably, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like that's a very fitting situation to happen in this city. Not that I've ever done that because I'm too city, sc- yeah. in this city. I've never done that, and I'm too scared to do that. Because when I was in high school, my chemistry teacher was like, ecstasy is a drug you don't want to mess with because drugs go to your brain but sometimes ecstasy will stick there it can mess up to where you very true yeah yeah See, I'm, mm, i don't need but that in my life like if you do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say sir that gesture there oh no, I that's mean, actually a very good question. Adult, I didn't even really? think about that. You are, Have you're you? gonna get on me about no, that? No, I was just raise a good fist bump. If you've oh, done you're... it, or say I, say I if you've done it. I, okay, I haven't. Oh wow, liar, liar. Haven't. I, I haven't. I'm serious. I've never really? done it. Really? You've never done it? No. Well, what was it like when you took it? Oh, I loved it. Was it horrifying? I loved it. Was it horrifying? <laughs> no. Have you? I'll say like have you? <laughs> it's nothing like that. It's just everything, any type of drug that you're going to do is going to be way overhyped from what you hear from the media, from right. the teachers. You know, they want to scare you out of doing those things for reasons so you don't get addicted. So anything you do, I mean, whether it's shrooms, ecstasy, LSD, like you're going to enjoy it. It's, you know, no, there's only I that point where you far. can, I mean, just you can have a bad coke. trip. Well, if you do six hits of ecstasy, you're going to overdose and die, and that's a bad time. True. But if you know, <laughs> no. if you moderate it, oh you know, Downer. like, if you moderate it, like, those kids that go to music festivals, they do it, like, I'm sure they love it, but there's a point where, like, it can turn into a bad situation. I know a guy who took Molly, and I didn't want to take Molly because I wanted to make sure I was a sober one in, in the group. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And... Shit just hit went left. Were, okay, he was because he was drinking, drinking heavily. See, that's if you get yeah. alcohol involved with any type of drug, that's when well, it's like that was a bad time. And exactly. He already yeah, yeah. was he went into it already attracted to the person that things happened with and kind of like I feel like he already saw that experience as a chance to like kind of prowl on her a little bit. But Okay. Too, we've okay. gone to I didn't see much. But anyhow. <laughs> Num- so okay. let's go to number six. I did not know about this one. Um, ASAP Rocky. Do you know about this one? It was a South by Southwest. Yes. Yeah, they start. Uh, so um, it was the last day of South by Southwest. It was like two thirty. It was in the morning, you know, Sunday. Uh, <clears throat> and they were having their show. This was right when ASAP Rocky was getting pretty big before Drake really brought him on. And um, people were throwing water at them while they're on stage. The whole ASAP mob was performing. And then someone started throwing beer cans at them. And they're like, all right, pause. Like, Hold up. It's cool if you throw water. You know, like, we're all having a good time. Like, it's the last day. Let's not mess this up for anyone. If anyone throws another beer can, like, we will F you up. Like, we're not here to play around. We're not, like, just some play. You know, we will F you up. Yeah. And so as, as soon as ASAP got finished saying that sentence, someone threw a beer can that hit, like, ASAP Ferg in the head. They oh. all dropped the mics, and they just, like, jumped in the crowd kicking and just, like, beating anyone in their way. Jesus. Like, there's a video on, on YouTube. It's, it's hilarious. It's intense? Yeah. Jesus. It was tight. Because you don't expect, you know, performers to get on stage. And, like, 
uh, someone throwing a beer can, you can't really like take that person out. If someone gets on your stage, you can tackle that person and beat their ass. That uh, Harlem jumped all the but way out, and he was not taking him, though, all of them jumped in. Been... They dumped the whole di- in the, the whole mob. Yeah. Oh snap! ASAP so was first. He dropped the mic and just went oh right into God. the crowd, started swinging on people. Jesus. Didn't matter who was who it was. He he's raw. Jesus. I mean, squad. I, okay. I admire them for that, but at the same time, that is so. Stupid of you! Like no, someone it's could not. Have had a gun. Someone could have had a knife. You let yes, like that's ASAP. Mom, they though. obviously yeah. don't give a shit about you if they're willing to. I don't have to put a coin. <laughs> oh, is it just you? It's just me. Oh, Y'all can sweet. Go in okay. ham. I just can't personally. Okay. If they're like you're sitting there Thanks, performing, Mom. asking them to not like throw cans at you, and they turn around and do it as soon as you shut up, like they don't give a fuck about whether they would stab you or shoot you or anything like that. You know, that is so dumb. And I can say personally, I've been, I went to Aesop Ferg's concert at Stubbs a couple months ago. And it's just such a hype, like, ch- not chill because it's super turned up, turned, but it's like such a fun environment. Yeah, it's good vibes. Exactly. It doesn't seem like they would You have to take in, that. take in mind, this was yeah. four years ago, almost five years ago. Oh. ASAP Mob's been around. This is when ASAP was coming up. Like they were trying to build a reputation, like they were a mob. You know, right. like it, all their old songs. And nowadays, they kind of all taken their own path, and they're established celebrities. They kind of have to be like, like good in the spotlight. I can hire somebody else to whoop your own. Mm, exactly. You know yeah. I don't need to do that anymore. Well, and at the same time, during a festival, there's so many tourists and stuff. You can sit there and say that the Austin area isn't really that. Like I feel like stuff like that doesn't really happen much. Mm-hmm. But with tourists and stuff like it's with a festival going on, you never know. You never know what's going on. Absolutely, people are here to have a good time, but they're also probably. Let's be honest. Like South by ACL, people do drugs to like to keep moving. Yeah, like it's a known thing. Well, okay. Well, let's move on to number five. Also at ACL, Tyler, the creator. You know about this one? Mm-hmm. Okay, tell me the story. He incited a riot. Really? Yeah. If I, I mean, if this is South by, it's just, it might have been the same time when. They hit their uh, maximum occupancy for the venue, right? And he had all his diehard fans were outside. He goes, "Fuck, fuck the door, guys! Fuck the police! Like we're coming in! Like come on in! Like fuck everyone!" And they just like, we did that. Plow through, Jesus. And they, you know, it was, I'm sure it was a live ass concert, but that's inciting a riot. You know, like by law, it's like Jesus. to say, "Fuck these people! You're you're inciting violence." You know, for them to come in and party and. Well, and he says yeah. the 23-year-old rapper was arrested, like, at the airport. So they're like, nah, yeah. bitch. He was trying to get away, Sorry. clearly. Yeah. I, I know, mean, technically, we did that happens. for South By. It just comes out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He meant good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, Paul Q, I don't really know who that is. Uh, he was on Top Chef. What? <laughs> I'm, All right. I don't, okay. I'm sorry. Um, I get hangry Arrested too. after the police said he threw his girlfriend against the wall at a restaurant. Oh, my God. In a drug and alcohol-fueled rage. Oh, come on, bro. Did he lose the top chef? Did he lose or is he a winner? Um. Oh, he did win. He won in 2012. Okay. I study for my show. I do. I promise you I do. <laughs> okay. I really do. Um, so yeah, uh, so yeah, he won Top Chef threw his girlfriend against the wall, and this was in East Austin, which you know, yeah, you just don't really do that here. It's you know, it's like regentrified and all that other stuff, but you know, the police do not play around here. No, not about that. N- not about that at all. Um, let's see, Johnny Menzel, 
I think everybody uh, should duh. know about Batman. Yeah. Um, as he, f- as we first reported in December, a lawsuit was filed by New York, New York Bar on E6. I've never been there. There's a lot of bars I in E6 that I've never been there. I don't really go to E6. Yeah, I don't really go to E6. Okay, this is the time whenever those guys were Have you? <laughs> no? <laughs> I just assume he's down there a the lot. <laughs> this is the time when those guys were talking shit about him. Like, he was, like, off somewhere else. And they were talking shit about him. And then his, like, friend that was with him saw him, like, saw heard them talking shit. And then went up to Johnny Menzel and was like, Hey, dude, those guys are talking shit about you. They said this, that, this, that. And so he, like, I don't know if he jumped over the bar to beat them or, like. Oh, wow. Like, went after. He went after them. But it's, like, as Johnny Menzel's friend, yes, I get that you want to tell your friend when someone's talking shit. But, one, you're a public figure. They don't look at you like a human being. Right. So when they talk shit about you, it's not about. They could be talking shit about the drink. It would be the same thing to them. Right. Two, knowing Johnny Menzel's temper and how he's like how he reacts publicly why would you tell him why Hmm. i want to party with him he seems like he does a lot of cocaine not that i've ever done cocaine but you you and nate both i swear seriously he seems (laughs) like he would be a lot of fun to hang out with i'm sure he would be a lot of fun you know that's one of those nights i would stay at home and pick y'all up afterwards exactly no that's like hangover moments like i'm gonna go to Mount Bunnell and watch the sunrise, and a midge is gonna <laughs> pop out of the back of the car. Like what it's the seen, fuck? At the end like of it, at the end of it, not the beginning. Yeah, of the no, night. not the end oh. of it. I'm saying that's how it's gonna end. Everything's happening. That's the one. An Asian's gonna pop out of his car. That was a midget. Or midget. That's right. Same thing. They're okay. both. Okay. He's a he's a midget Asian, <laughs> Korean one. Okay, I'm just kidding. I took that way too far. Uh, <laughs> Shia LaBeouf yeah. is number two. Um, another multiple offender, Shia LaBeouf, was first arrested for public intoxication, no surprise, on 6th Street in 2015 during ACL Weekend 2, which is always the better weekend. How do you get arrested for public intoxication? You're drunk, walking around. Yeah. It's one thing but if like, you're on 6th Street walking around drunk, but it's when you start yelling at people, you touch mm-hmm. people, or you get away from the area where there's drunk people, so you stick out like a sword thumb. And then they'll put you in the little middle pod thing on Dirty Six. Drunk tank. Yeah, the drunk tank, and they'll throw your ass down, and, you know, when I was in it's a- not pretty. Uh, not that I know this. No, I was saying- Oh, her. No, yeah. Wait, Me. Oh, you're- no. uh, okay, you, said, you said ass. Oh, snap. I'm okay. Sorry. Damn you, man. It's for your mom. Thank God. Oh, my God. I was going to say something else, but I can't. Yeah. Okay. When I was in Odessa at that one music festival, the cops were Oh, she got a DUI, kind of. I didn't get a DUI. I got a PI. But. Same thing. It didn't even count because the stupid. Once I got there, the cop was like, are you even drunk? Why are you here? And I was like, no, I'm not drunk. I pissed off the cop. And then. He let me sit by him the whole time, and I didn't even really have to go to a cell. Well, but, that's so nice. But no hookers, were, no it was a, hair like, braiding tips. BYOB sorry. music <laughs> festival, and actually, I heard a lot of stuff. There was a lot of drama in Odessa. Okay. All the, I was, I had a fan club by the end. Oh, girl. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we know what she was doing in prison. She was tossing no, something around. No. Okay, girl. I was in there for Number six one, hours. Matthew McConaughey. Six hours. <laughs> 
Uh, Matthew McConaughey, perhaps it all started back in the 90s. Okay, so they go through the whole thing. He smokes weed and drinks publicly. Your boyfriend's met him publicly, and he was probably high, wasn't he? Twice. He was drunk once. At a 7-Eleven off Congress. That's sad. Where? On a 7-Eleven off Congress. My boyfriend works off of Congress and 9th, and there's a 7-Eleven across the street. So Matthew McConaughey loves to go there and get, like... Munchy snacks. I don't know if he lives somewhere around there. I don't he doesn't. Know. He lives in the hills where we where we are now. <laughs> then why is he always there? I don't know. And you know what? And he remembers if my you, boyfriend's name. If, like, you, <laughs> if you ever come to Austin, Congress is beautiful. The Capitol's there and all that stuff. But there's a shitload. Oh, frick. Ah! Oh, my God. How many? <laughs> I'm at $10? No! <laughs> one episode. You have an entire year. Only like, we've only been doing this for like 35 minutes. Too, I know. So whatever. We're averaging a curse word every three minutes. A real? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. By the way, thanks for outing my PI. Nobody knew about it except for you. We'll edit that I out. I didn't tell anybody about it. Do you want me to edit it out or do you want me to keep it? I don't really give a fuck. It happened like a year ago. There you go. So we'll keep it. <laughs> but back to my thing. If you ever come to Austin, Austin's a beautiful city, especially Congress. It's beautiful. But there is a buttload of homeless people that are down there. And it's kind of sketchy. Like we all, we, you know, we all know. I would not want to be drunk or high walking down that area. Down Congress? Down Congress. There's too many oh, hom- I have. Okay. <laughs> all right, it's girl. not that- Making them great this life choices. This episode is not going well for me. This is not, <laughs> it's not that bad. I don't know why you feel like... She's got See, a, the she's homeless ta- people in Austin are friendly. They're weird. Yeah. If you come up around them, you kind of know they're harmless in a sense. Yes. I mean, if it's the wrong time of the night, yeah, you might have to worry about it. When you go to, like, Lubbock, San Antonio, yeah. like, you come with, with motherfuckers with face tats, and they're, like, knocking on your window at the drive-thru, like, can yes. I get a dollar? And you're like... That's no, what no, you're no, 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 no. yeah, But And like, you know what? And that's what East Austin used to be until it was like cleaned up and yeah. stuff. Like he, hookers used to, on 12th and Chacon, hookers used to come and pull on people's doors to try to get them to open up. I'm not even kidding you. What the no, hell? That was like not even 10 years ago. I, I know. Like. I know. That's oh horrifying. My. I lived down there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know. Mom, this okay. is what you make me do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So I think we're at four, three. Putin orders influence on campaign aimed for U.S. election. Okay, I think we all know this, right? Everybody knows what they're insinuating. Nobody knows if it's true. If Vladimir Putin rigged the election, I don't think they did. It definitely influenced it. It influenced it. I don't think they rigged it like people say they did. You know? I think we like to redirect our blame. Exactly. Unless a bunch of Russians are in the electoral college... Yeah, I don't see how we can blame agents. them. Exactly. Like, yeah, I no. don't see that. So I think the 60s have gone. Yeah. Besides. No, I don't think I would ever go to Russia willingly. It's too cold. <laughs> I was going to say, why not? Why We should all just go to Russia. Just Be chill. one. Let's just yeah. chill. Let's ride horses with Putin. <laughs> 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 I don't think so. You're on your own. <laughs> I'm on my own, yeah. I don't know. But they are opening up a Trump hotel in Russia. That's what the article did say, which is, is kind that, of sketch. Really? Yeah, that's real. Is it the first one? Is I think, that why they're friends? Yeah. It's not why they're friends. I don't think the leader, if, if I don't know any other international hotels. Do y'all know yeah, any? No. I don't either. Don't really go to international hotels. Is it the, I don't either. Not yet. Is La Quinta international? Let's do La Quinta. Is okay. Is it the Hampton or the Omni? Or? The Hilton. Yes. 
So let's say Hilton hotels are originally from Dubai or something like that. Or that's not, that's no. Iran or some country that we're not really cool with. I don't think if they built one in Austin, Austin, which I mean, they already are. I know my whole example is getting really weird and effed up, but just follow me. I don't think if they built up this hotel in Austin that they would have to go through Obama and do, 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 do. I don't think it would be like that. I think he's just building it. He's building up his empire. And I do people believe. Does Putin still keep like a iron fist on everything? It's Russia. I'm pretty sure he, everyone has an iron fist on something. I don't know. Well, everything is like media is controlled in Russia, kind of like North Korea and yeah. China. I mean, yeah. like whatever you see on TV is put out by the government 100%. Oh. And it's 100% influenced by the Russian government. So, oh. yes. It, so is America. I'm sorry. Everything is influenced by something. It's called FCC. I yeah. have to abide by it whenever I'm going on 96.3 R&B. I can't say, um, Go I'm going to bomb this. this bitch, which I would never say that. I would never say that. Like, yeah, but at least exactly. you can voice your own political opinions and you can say your own opinions. They can't even do that in Russia because it's all. I think just turn the screen black. Well, I just think that there are different degrees of it. Wait, okay. So think about this: 1990, whatever on SNL, Sinead O'Connor tears up a picture of the Pope, and then they cut to something else because, or, or, you know what? <laughs> I got it. I got it. We were all there. Super Bowl, whatever it was, New England Patriots versus whoever they were playing, Janet Jackson's titty pops out, and they cut screen. That's FCC, though, because you can't But it's still the same thing. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the same thing. It's still censorship. It's just different degrees of it, you know? Everyone has their own norms. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's the exact... All the countries do it. They just want to, you know make other countries feel more inferior. It's just like everyone calm the hell down and just smoke a J and shut the hell up. Okay. <laughs> Seriously though. Like I think everything will be much cooler and on all honesty, I will say this and I wanted Hillary to win for personal purposes, but I do think I have two conspiracies. I love conspiracies. Okay. One, if Hillary was going to win, I think bombs would have gone off and it would have been a hot ass mess. Ooh, yeah. I think it would have been scary. And I'm glad that she didn't win because it, him winning remedies, whatever issues that we have with that country. Two, his daughter, what's her name? Ivanka. Ivanka, Ivanka Trump. Very smart lady. Her husband's also smart. They're liberal people, but because of her father, they're all of a sudden conservative. They have to be. They have to be, exactly. I believe that in four years or however many years, she's going to go against her father, say her father was wrong, dot, dot, dot. Because if you think about this, Trump is giving up his power with his company because he has to. Excuse me, that's gross. Constitution. <laughs> Constitution. Like, you know, you can't, he, like, you know, Obama had his practice in Chicago and yeah, he has to give up whatever businesses that he owns to take position of president. He's going to give it to his daughter, Ivanka. Ivanka's going to be like, ha, gotcha, sucker. Now I can do whatever I want because this is my business. She's going to go super liberal because that's who she is. And then her husband's going to run for president or she's going to run for president. This could be the next Kennedys. That seriously though, I'm you telling know, they're, you, they're, they're power family. Bushes, you know, I know, they're power family. I wouldn't say Bush is our power family. I mean, two presidents in the family—that's a power family. Okay, almost okay. A third. Time out. What? Bush. Almost. Oh yeah, third. almost a third. Yeah. Bush one was a vice president. 
and then got in because it was the 80s and everybody was on coke. <laughs> okay. Well, everybody was on a Ronald Reagan high and everybody looked at 41 as yeah. the re-embodiment of Ronald Reagan. I mean, he was pretty much another Ronald Reagan. It's just Ronald exactly. Reagan's economics worked for that time period for a certain amount of people. And yeah. Ronald Reagan is lionized. I mean, he, was a, he wasn't a bad president, but... To conservatives and Republicans, he's like their god. Exactly. And but they don't people don't tell you how many the lower class, how screwed the lower class was in the eighties and early nineties. And how of that. Reagan introduced crack cocaine into urban neighborhoods. We don't need to get into all That's that. That's real. Yeah. <laughs> Read the book by Rick Ross, Freeway Rick Ross, the real one. The real one. The real one. And it will tell you everything and it is disturbing. Y'all need to read it and watch the documentary. I'm not even kidding you. It'll freak y'all out. Have you? Do you know what I'm talking about? I know about? exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's scary. To help fund a freaking war that nobody even remembers 30 years ago. Anywho, sorry. <sighs> Let me move on. Okay. Uh, I, just, I was waiting for the cursor to come out. I had it ready. Thank you. Of course you are. Okay, so for the last one, Ari actually brought this one to my attention. And then we're going to move on to talking about music, mogulism, Businesses with Rook Deeds, because that's really what I want to talk about today. Cool. A lot of really good stuff going on in your life, man. Um, Ari, do you kind of want to set it up? Tell them. Um, no, explain to... Well, it's about millennials and how millennials are an issue in the workplace or some bull crap like um, that. I feel like it's more so about our mentality, really. It's not necessarily like he does take into account our workplace because now we are getting to the point to where we're a lot of us are at the age where we're trying to get careers. We're no longer in college or high school anymore, where before that was the subject of millennials. Now it's more so us, how we're trying to find careers with these people who are obviously not of our generation, don't have the mentalities that we have. yeah, go ahead and play the clip. Um, what's the millennial question? Apparently, millennials as a generation, which is a group of people who were born approximately uh, 1984 and after, um, uh, are tough to manage. And they're accused of being entitled and narcissistic and self-interested. A little bit of me. Unfocused? Just a tad. Lazy? Unfocused? <laughs> That's not But entitled is the big one. And, uh, and because they confound leadership so much, what's happening is leaders are asking the millennials, what do you want? And millennials are saying, we want to work in a place with purpose, love that. Um, we want to make an impact, you know, whatever that means. Um, uh, we want free food and bean bags. Uh, and I do want that and in my so office. Somebody articulates some sort of purpose, there's lots of free food and there's bean bags, and yet for some reason, they are still not happy, and that's because um, you, the, they're missing. There's, there's a there's a missing piece. Um, what I've learned is that there. I can break it down into four pieces. Right? There are four four things, four characteristics. One is parenting. The other one is uh, technology. The third is impatience, and the fourth is environment. So, one thing that I did find interesting, and I'll post it on our Facebook's uh, Facebook page <coughs> and on our website. He talked about how. Um, as far as parenting, the issue is it's like, you know, you play T-ball and, you know, everybody gets an MVP award or everybody gets a participation award rather than one person. 
my whole thing is I think millennials are very necessary and I think our opinions are very necessary. I just don't think I just feel like too many people shit on us. I know I got that one. You know, they piss on us. You know what I'm saying? In a sense. Do you get what I'm saying? Shit and yeah. piss on us. Yes, exactly. Okay. I was are trying you, to censor Are you referring us. to yourself as a millennial? Of course. Well, I'm a millennial. We're all millennials. I was born in 1994. I was born in 1993. So, so You're not yeah. a millennial? I like, I really Wait. won't Wait, accept I the term of being a millennial. Wait, I was to 1994. There's no, like three different... It's, 1990, it's technically I think it's a gray area because we're not far oh. away from it yet enough to determine how you, you know, because it's up to interpret. I mean, up in, like this guy Wait. said 1994. I've heard 1995. 1982 and 20 years after. Okay, rewind this though. Yeah. So it's 80s to 90s or 97. Or it says nine, forward. 77 and 95. No. No. That's the Y generation. That's the Y generation. Yeah. Okay. But we're like the millennials are considered I generation. Oh, so, I always thought we were Generation Y. I never really understood. We're, well, we're y, but Hold on. Like, <laughs> like up until like 93, 94, we'll, we are still like the Y generation, but the millennials that are still like teenagers and barely turning 20, they're the I generation. Oh. So I have a, like, I kind of agree with everything that he said to a point because right. not everyone is like that, of course, yeah. not all of us. Yeah. But I do feel like a lot of kids, especially like, freshmen in college and sophomores they're entitled because they were especially rich people they were like spoon-fed everything and their mom and dad never said no they expect everything where and like some of us like I come from a very poor family until whatever and we didn't have all that so it just kind of depends on how you were raised okay but oh, you, who said something did you say something oh I thought some okay I'm I'm, I'm tripping I think you heard your own I probably did. I probably did. But no, I agree with you, though, because especially with the spoon-fed thing, I feel like kids younger than us, you know, that are, like, in college now and high school now. I feel like it's more like the teenage version, like, not necessarily us that are, like, in their mid-20s. Well, I feel well, like it's more of, like, they're considering the millennials as, like, still teenagers. Because, yeah. like, it's technology is a lot. Like, we, in the 90s, we didn't really have computers until, like, the box computers came up, you know, yeah. so we didn't really, we played outside. We didn't get to just sit on a laptop and tablet as a kid, you know. That's what he goes on to is like the instant yeah. gratification that they yeah. desire. Oh. Yeah, I and feel like um, we didn't really, I feel like social media wasn't really that big for us growing up. Like, yeah, no, it was yeah. like. Like I MySpace, lived without having a MySpace, like, yeah. I had a MySpace, but it wasn't, I had it more for the purpose of creating your playlist. Yes. I didn't. I like <laughs> and you and could it customize. Was, it was like yeah. your own little website in a sense. Well, I mean, I do agree with the whole like rich kids were more spoon fed. They were. And it was kind of one of those things where you snap your fingers and you get what you want. You right. like, you don't have to really try for anything. And now that somebody is telling you otherwise and you're not like your career or whatever it is that you want, you're not getting it as soon as you want it. And it does, it causes depression, it causes anxiety, it causes all of these. And then now with social media and all the other things he talked about, it's like all of this like trying to live up to, because before you always did live up to it because right. you didn't even have anything to live up to. You automatically got it. Right. Well, and you know, and I would say like, especially when you were talking about um, a lot of kids who are, you know, fed with a silver spoon, 
I feel like between the 2000s to maybe like 2008, during that whole recession period, a lot of people were had, you know, financial difficulties. My family had financial difficulties, like nobody's business. Where right. kids now who are in high school, they were really young during that time. And by the time they got into middle school, the country was recuperated. Money was flowing again. Thanks, Obama. And you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. So, But for real, though, I think... I mean, we have different situations, but we're putting like, the same thing. You can't, you can't sit here and just like crap on like the younger kids that are like 13 and, you know, 12 and 13, because that's all they know is getting everything they want and technology. But then it comes to the parenting where you you need to teach your kid of like ha- respect. That's what it's right. more about is just respecting others and your elders. And they that's all they know is what they're taught and seen. So it's like you can't shit on everyone but then there's like a time where they are kind of like they kind of need to grow they kind of need to grow out. yeah <laughs> well right. he also talks about how we have a lack of fulfillment and a lack right. of um real relationships and having to work in them which i do think is a problem like even for my like I, you know I today i definitely agree that he mm-hmm. he goes on about how um a lot of people believe that 96 percent of their friendships they it's a cool person to hang out with but they would not be there right mm-hmm. And I, I definitely agree with that. He also talks about a cell phone addiction and how we can't even go to sleep without our cell phones by our beds. Like, Which is, let me just say this so personally, it's kind of a double-edged sword for me. I never have my phone on, clearly. Oh my God, I rang, you are so me bad like with your five phone. Five times. <laughs> which I apologize because it's really cold outside. But, I mean, with that, but like, I'm not even kidding. I don't know if you guys have this feeling, but if the phone's in another room, sometimes I swear my leg will vibrate. Yeah, and it's yeah. like a sense, yeah. like a phantom ring. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? So I kind of get that. But on the same hand, if I didn't have a cell phone tomorrow, I probably would survive like it's 1995 all over yeah. again. Yeah. Like I can, I can it gets survive. Easier yeah. the longer you go without it. Like when you're a kid and you get grounded. By the time you're done being grounded, you're like, I don't even miss it. Like you right. can keep yeah, it. Exactly. But actually, when I was a kid, I was that little bad girl that would like. I was fixing my mouth off, so I would go get my phone and get my charger and hand it to my mom <laughs> and then say whatever I needed to say. Oh, my gosh. But he was talking about how, like, you shouldn't have a cell phone in, like, outside whenever you're on a at, at a conference. Like, you should have it in your pocket. Mm-hmm. When you're at dinner, you shouldn't have it on the table. Like, yeah, and I, I completely agree. It's like we never disconnect with too. this. I yeah. punished yeah. if I had my phone on at the dinner table. Like, you would get sent to the other room because that's just how... My family was exactly, yeah. but like, I mean, to this day, my boyfriend's parents are—we do not like we cannot have phones at the dinner table. She'll, she will like, eat, like. Dead. And you've texted me. You're like, I'm so sorry, I cannot answer the phone I'm right now. I'm at dinner. Yeah. Like, do I'm not so text sorry. me right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, and I do agree. There's a difference between I and Y. Yeah, I and Y. Because think about this. I remember what hip clips were. I don't know if y'all do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Y'all remember those where it was like the thing you got at Walmart and it was chips that you. It was like ten songs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I guarantee you, if you ask somebody in high school now, they'd be like, "What are you talking?" Or about? even like a yo-yo. Like, yes. People, people in high school now don't know who like. They don't remember. Oops, I did it again and shit like that. They should. No. I, they should. I brought up the point to her about when we had my first cell phone. You had to actually clear your inbox after like a hundred text oh messages. My now, like isn't that crazy? Now you can let it go till twenty twenty. You know, like yeah. it'll I, be fine. I remember when I was a kid, like you had to manually, you had to manually set up your voicemail message, mm-hmm. and I tried to make it really cool, and oh, I found my the, old hey. one. Okay, yeah. Hey. You've 
How are you? Just kidding, you got my voicemail. Yeah. That was mine. I hated people. Mine was, hey, and I had a really high-pitched voice, like a really high-pitched voice. Hey, guys, this is Cam. This is your boy Cam. Uh, leave a message, and I'll holler back at you. Peace. And I was like, oh, oh God. Oh, my God. Jesus. Back when you wore, like, Air Jordans? Back when I wore Air Jordans, and I thought I was freaking Chris Brown wearing, like, skater hip-hop clothes. That was a freaking joke. Okay. Okay, well, that's fun. So, yeah, that was Damn Cam's top five. It was enjoyable, wasn't it? Let's give it a round of applause, yeah. shall we? Okay, so, uh, so no, we're all here. I'm excited to have you back here, my friend. You came, I feel like, into the summer. It was literally my last day in Austin because really? I drove to Dallas that night to go to see her because oh, I was in so Austin nice. all summer for my internship, and that was the last day I was here. Oh, okay. send-off, like a real send-off. And so, But how was your time back in your hometown for the holidays? Was it good? Yeah, yeah it's, been, it's been nice. We made, we went to Louisiana to visit, and I got to meet her entire side of the family. That oh. uh, What part of Louisiana Aww, are you from? That's New cute. New Orleans. But it's New, I had a yeah. bad first impression on like the entire family because the first thing they heard of me was like, all right, she's got a boyfriend, let's check him out. And they go and they find like my old rap songs where like <laughs> I used to do some bad stuff and rap yeah. about it. And so well, that was what their was impression. the album called? It was. Hondalicious. Did they listen to Hondalicious? No, they listened to Chess. They listened to my songs when he was like 17, 18, like very demeaning to women and talking about just like like 19 drugs. And you know, just like, yeah. And my dad, of course, honestly, the best lyrics, but yeah. (laughs) Well, I come from a family full of Marines, so you can only imagine how they're like, I don't want this guy treating my daughter the way he talks about women, kind of thing. Yeah. Not to be fucked with. Oh, excuse me. Not give it. I'm fine. You know what? I know by the time I'm done with this, I'm probably owe like $30, and that's freaking fine. <laughs> so, this will teach you. This will teach this you. Is the, this is a learning lesson. This is like when you get the paddle the first time, you don't want the paddle again. My mom has to whoop me a couple of times for me to get stuff right, so like I bring said, it I on. Here, take my phone. But no, um, but you know, Brooke, you're a rapper, you're a businessman, really, and I am really do applaud town wave because i've you know i'm friends with you guys on twitter and on mm. soundcloud and i see you guys really grinding out here i saw yeah. um, well one i saw a video of you at osu yeah that was a recap actually andrew was there uh yeah i that was i got booked that was my first show that i got booked for and got paid to and perform. you were opening for young nation unfortunately yes. yeah oh you said unfortunately <laughs> I, I don't like, care if I go on the airwaves anywhere and say Young Nation was terrible people to work with. They were? Well, they're awful. Were they they're so, they're just DJ cocky. didn't even know how to set up his yeah, equipment. They, oh. when, okay, so the funny thing is, is like probably three-fourths of the shows I've ever had, someone walks up to me thinking, like, I'm either one, the DJ, two, like, the manager, all because I'm white. Right. You know, they're just like, what do you do? Do you produce? Do you, are you the DJ? I'm like, no, I'm actually the guy opening for you. Yeah. And so they expect me to be able to do things for them. And, like, Young Nation had to use my DJ because their DJ didn't know what to do, and they were just like, so, what's Was he traveling with them, or was... They both traveled up there, too. Like, it was in Oklahoma, so I traveled from Lubbock, and they traveled from Dallas. We weren't, we didn't, like, stay together or anything, but, like, when uh, we were backstage, they were in the same area as me. Right. And they were just being, like, so typical of the things I rap about and, like, kind of shed light to in the industry that I make fun of, in a sense. You know what? They look like knockoff versions of Migos. Yeah. Like, when I see them, right? D-Town Migos, yeah. Yeah. And then, I don't know if y'all watched, ever seen the movie. It's called Brown Sugar. It's got... 
Oh name? man, no, Migos have, literally has a mixtape yeah, yeah, called it's Young a good, Rich Nation. So really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> centrical. But in Brown Sugar, maybe you remember if y'all uh, if y'all seen it. There's a part. There's two guys in there. They're like really corny rappers. It's a black guy and it's a white guy. And uh, the they made a remix of the girl is mine, mm-hmm. but it's called the hoe is mine. And okay, they were the Dalmatians ones. You know what I'm talking about? They remind me of them, but it's like double of the black guy with the dreads. That's kind of how they're. They were. Oh, really? Yeah. Ew. See, I, oh, okay. I had a great time though. Like it was just I've opened up for him like three times now. Yeah. So it's kind of the same old thing. And every now and then I'll be in the middle. Like the last time I got booked for a show, they yeah. were gonna be the openers. And they ended up charging the people that booked me like 3000 more than they charged the people at Oklahoma State. And I was like, there's no oh. way y'all went up that much to charge that much more. Right. But it's kind of, I mean, like, you have to respect that as an artist. You put out a number. If someone bites it, you sell yourself for it. I, I feel that. So You know what? And I feel like you hit a really good point. It's important that you have a very good DJ because I went and saw YG with DJ, <laughs> and it was horrible. YG was great. His DJ was it was a Fucked mustard. Up. Huh. It was a mustard. It was a mustard. It was some random guy. I don't know who he was. He didn't set up his sound equipment right. He couldn't mix. They had to have the openers de- like like they had yeah. to have the openers DJ come in and you know work for them. It was <laughs> and he only performed four songs and it was from his first album. Nice. It wasn't even from his new album. It was just singles and stuff. Exactly. And he performed F Donald Trump and then went on with his day. Hit a pinata. That was that was Tired. literally the worst. Was it a Donald Trump pinata? It was a Donald Trump pinata. I really wanted to swing at it because I thought that would be like money or whatever. There's nothing in the pinata. So I was like, what's the point? Just a bunch of red bandanas. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't do that gang stuff. I'm from Austin. I'm from the suburbs, bro. Okay. <laughs> but um, by the way, who does your film work? Because that was a fantastic video. Uh, so his name's Selassie, uh, Selassie Branford. Selassie's like his filmer, like his artist name. Right. Uh, he used to be my roommate. I met him a while back. He did my... Faded youth video, and then right. my paper video, and then pretty much all my recaps he's done, because he's he's really good with it. Oh he's my really gosh! Good. Like I was shocked, like not shocked, but I was like in awe of how clean and professional. It yeah, there was there was there was like five seconds in that recap where I had to like keep watching it over and over again. I was like, this looks like a movie. Right, like, it was so cool. I'm like, this would be a yeah. lit if you if you had told me that that was a music video. I would have believed it, honestly. It was that clean, that professional. I, I, uh, the guy that mentored him is doing my next music video, which I'm filming ah. next weekend. What so. song is it for? Uh, or is that under wraps? Uh, it's Deeds. I'm doing it's it for Deeds. Deeds. Okay. Yeah. Which, there's a song. Hold on. Where's my phone at? The song you have John Hamm as the cover of. I'm having a uh, break. Man with a Plan. I love that song. Donald Draper. Yeah, Don Donald Draper. Draper. Literally, that's like... I'm jogging. This is my new lease in life. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I'm not shallow, but I do know that a better physique will help get me laid in 2017. We're trying to run a marathon. It's the truth. I'm trying to run it, and I'm trying to run calling me right. T- <laughs> ask us how many times I, you've been running. I run on my own. Thank you very much. Really? So we're yes. going to meet tomorrow morning at And I sure did ditch you because I worked out the night before. We're supposed to be training for a marathon, a but what? we have yet a marathon. A what? A marathon. <laughs> <laughs> that could be like the next viral hip-hop song. Really. There you go. There you go. A marathon. Just Remix lip, it. Loop, loop, loop. We're going we're gonna to make that and make a bunch of t-shirts and stuff like that. Make that new. And then piss off the gay community again and just... Start up a cycle, <laughs> or maybe another community. I'm just kidding. Um, what was my point? Yes, but Man yeah, I work out 
with me and my other best friend Robert, and literally that's like a really good song to get hyped up to. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, so with Townway, Robert's good enough for you. <laughs> don't get jealous, okay? Don't get jealous. I'm just kidding. But um, with Townway, sorry, this is my phone. Leave it alone, Cam. Um, Do I need to play you that video again? Which video? The millennial video. Oh, yeah. I have ADD. So what? Uh, suck it. I don't care. Anywho, I'm trying to focus. Trying to focus. Um. So, uh, with Townwave, the last time we talked, it was a lot of development going on. It was still a you know a promotional company. Mm -hmm. So, can you tell me what's going on with your company nowadays? Because I've seen the site, and I know, and we'll get to the competition that you guys have coming up mm -hmm. later. But what's going on with the company now? So, at this moment in time, we. We're almost done developing the app. It's uh, the way we've done it. I have two other partners, Tyler and JP. JP is yes. our web developer. Tyler is pretty much uh, the equivalent of me in with an industrial engineer mind. Yes. Um, and so what they've been doing is this whole winter break, they've been developing this app from scratch and redeveloping the website because the website's not nearly as important as the app because we've done a lot of market research and 95% of people interact with a mobile device compared to, you know, your, your laptop. Absolutely. But the website has to be important for the artists because that's where they upload all their music. So um, that's what they're working on right now. It's actually going to be in the app stores uh, January 20th. iTunes, Google Play. Yeah, everything. And, um, uh, in, and it's we're not really going to just, you know, hit the ground like with full force. We're going to put it out in the app store. We still have some testing to do. Um, you know, we still have a lot of research that we want to do, but we want to get it out there so artists can start to get on there and, you know, right. understand that this is kind of a growing process. And if you get on now, it'll obviously benefit you if it starts to generate momentum. Absolutely. So that's what they're currently doing now. I'm working, working on more of a, the marketing strategy behind it. Uh, I have connections with a lot of artists. We have like, which I've four, seen like y'all done a couple of, I mean, Townwave puts on a lot of concerts, especially up in. Yeah, that, that, that's been yeah. where we've been the last couple months. We threw a show for these fraternity, these three fraternities booked us for um, their Halloween show, and we brought in, it was kind of fun because I got to bring in three upcoming artists. I brought in Mike Dean, Weird City Entertainment, which is a production company out of here in Austin. Okay. And then I brought in two Lubbock artists, and it was cool because I got to provide these artists with an opportunity they don't really get in Lubbock. There's not really professionalism in Lubbock in the right. music industry. And there you kind of really don't find that anywhere when you talk. Well, like, if you start doing shows and, like, going behind the scenes, everything's last minute. Everything's not planned. It's kind of like he say, she say type stuff. So I, I saw everything that was done wrong whenever I did my shows and then brought them to, like, a professional level of performing. And so right. it was really cool to put, you know, give these artists a platform you know, for free. I even like get got them their own VIP room, gave them their own VIP list, and I right. made it like an experience for them. And on the other end, you know, there's just a bunch of frat kids getting fucked up and like enjoying <laughs> Halloween. So right, exactly. it worked both it worked out both ways. And yeah. then so we were like, you know what, that was such a good success. We made some money off of it. And um well, that's like, the main thing. Like a company that I know of just put on a holiday concert, spent all this money on the artists, making sure they're taken care of, spent millions of dollars on getting it done. And I just don't think that they had the juice to attract people or the people that they booked. I wouldn't say millions. Well, that's what they said. That's This is what the streets say, and that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, but I think what's great about you is and your company is that you guys have a great ear and mm -hmm. that you guys know what's rocking right now, what the people are vibing with, or what sound can evolve and grow. And You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And, the, yeah. and, and we kind of... 
you know, after that, we went and booked row to do, like, our own show show, just like yes. his last day class show. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I love Darrow. He's a cool guy, but he's not really the trending artist yeah, right now. So uh, we didn't get the outcome we were expecting, but it was cool to see how, because we knew not a lot of people would show up. It's not Kodak Black. It's not Post Malone. It's, you know, Ice Cream Paint Job so, from 2008. the scariest so. person I think I've ever seen in my life. Post Malone. Post Malone. Oh, Post Malone. I got to, Horrifying. That was, that was the best he, show I had. He, uh... He's very uh, interesting looking. Dalton was saying that someone came up to him and thought, like, he was smoking a cigarette outside of, like, one of his venues, and they thought he was a homeless person and tried to give him money. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I'm like, he That's would a true be story. okay now, if he, like, changed it. I think he, he did like, take it. He was just like, thanks, thanks. man. I appreciate it. <laughs> that's all you can do about it. Look, you know, you gotta that's how you say rich. Actually, that's, yeah. what that yeah. that's what that someone is. That's what that is. If someone gives you money, you take it. Exactly. I mean, I... Hold on, I'm having a brain fart. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have these moments, man, because I'm a millennial. Um, but as far as so, oh, that's what I was gonna say. I'll edit all this stuff. That's the great thing about a podcast. It's not live. So, um, so with that was so cheesy. <laughs> I know. So with your site, and I love the fact that you were saying, you know, it's important that it's accessible for the artist to upload their music and. You know, it's important that, you know, the listener has the opportunity to sit down and enjoy the music. And we've talked about this the last time as far as the differences between your site and other sites like Spotify and SoundCloud and stuff like that. With SoundCloud, not that I'm hating on them because they host my podcast. One thing that I have an issue with them now is the fact that you have to pay so much money now to listen to music that you really want to. If I want to hear... 212 by Azalea Banks. I got to pay $1.50 now to do so. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. you SoundCloud, uh, you can mark my words, SoundCloud won't be around by 2019. Which is why you're going to host Full Perspective for us. Thanks so much, friend, right? But uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I really want, I mean, I, I use SoundCloud too to put all my stuff on there. Right. It's not like they're my enemy, but they, two years ago, they were worth $4 billion. Right. They got, they wanted to sell for $6 billion and no one to do it. This year, they were reported worth at $500 million. Really? They've oh, been wow. losing money every quarter. And that's why you're seeing all these features. Ah, we need money. Like, yeah. here's your music now for money. But exactly. Spotify and the way they're doing things and Apple Music are taking everything from SoundCloud. And SoundCloud has a really bad taste in, like, electronic people's mouth, like the EDM DJs, because there's mm-hmm. so much copyright infringement on SoundCloud. Absolutely. And they, yeah. it's kind of like Barack Obama with, like, uh, state laws of marijuana. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you they're not going to come crack down on people, and they're trying to let people, you know— sample as much as they can but like they say all that and they don't really do it exactly like and i i honestly the music that let me just let me phrase this correctly the music that i do listen to on soundcloud other than rook deeds and artists associated with uh town wave music um i have to go and look up almost like bootleg versions of those songs or mm-hmm. remixes and kind of fast forward through you know certain parts just so i can hear the regular song and i yeah. saw that this was going to be an issue somewhere down the line and like you were saying it definitely is very prevalent now you yeah know? and soundcloud so they kind of came up off as being the underground you yeah know, like Ludacris obviously puts all his stuff out through iTunes and major retailers, but every now and then he does like a Ludaverse and drops a single on SoundCloud. Right. And so that's where SoundCloud was doing really well. But now they've been trying to incorporate and compete with Spotify and iTunes and Apple Music, and they need to, that's kind of like not their ground. They don't, exactly. They can't, I mean, if you start from the get go doing that, that's fine. And if you're competing with them from the get go and you know what you're trying to get, that's fine. But they 
created this entire company off being, you know, underground, independent. We're not going to be like everyone else. And now they're just like pulling all the same same strategies that these companies are doing successfully. Um, With music today, like Chance the Rapper, I think if I'm mistaken, I get stuff wrong sometimes, y'all. I'm sorry. Chance the Rapper, I believe, is one of the highest nominated artists at the Grammy Awards. Mm -hmm. And his album, Coloring Book, which I'm pretty sure everyone in this room has heard a song, if not all of it. It was a free album. Mm-hmm. Do you think that has an impact on where music is going in this new world run by millennials? Yeah, so since we all stream our music and we make our playlist that we don't pay a dime for it, you mm-hmm. know, until we want more, 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 and we pay for it, Yeah, um, that really shifted the mediums in which artists thrive off of. So, right. you know, now when you go see Chance the Rapper, one, it's going to be a music festival and you're paying 250 bucks a piece. Or which I paid... Good money. You, Didn't even go to the show because I was had stuff going on. But yeah. you know that's what. I, uh, yeah. But when he when you they didn't do go to that show, I didn't. I had family issues and stuff. <laughs> it was a big regret <laughs> in my life. I wish I would have went. It was gonna be in Houston too, which I knew was gonna be a lit show, but mm-hmm. I couldn't go. But yeah, not- we're gonna talk about that later. Anyway, but, I'm sorry. So artists when they're giving out music, so Spotify you make two-thirds of a cent for every play you get. So that's not a lot of money. You know, Drake obviously is going to make money, but they have to charge for these big performances. Now it's all in performance. It's all in getting paid for views on Facebook, advertisements, you know, YouTube plays, because they don't make money off selling albums anymore. It's just not what it... In our generation, millennials before millennials... You know, it's very rarely that you just add an entire album to your playlist. Absolutely. You don't do that. You go, you list, you admire the album, you love the album, but there's three songs you're going to listen to every single day for the rest of your life. Exactly. You know, so with that, we kind of have gone towards this shift of we're not going to pay as much for music, but we're going to pay way too much to see them live and be like, I was there. I got it on my Snapchat. I bought, it on t- I bought a T-shirt and yeah. a hoodie. 60, yeah. Yeah, merch, $60 exactly. for a T-shirt, you know, and... It's Merch only, is outrageous now. Ticket it really prices is. are outrageous exactly. now. Exactly, like, it's my you point. Used to be able to just, I remember when I, we were younger because grew up in Buda where there's nothing to do. Yeah. You went to shows. That is what you did. And we all had no money. And then you're spending your money to go to these shows. And now we cannot do that. Like, my sister can't do that. Yeah. There's no way in I don't b- buy a do shirt. I, m- I remember I was such a lame kid back in the day. I went to a Kirk Franklin concert at this church, and I was like, because I play piano, I was like, I'm going to buy the, the music book for one of his albums. And I literally spent $45 for, like, the piano score book for his stuff. And I was like, this is bullcrap. Censored myself. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. it's just like, I agree. But you got to make your money some way. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? And I definitely agree with about the whole playlist thing. Like, you know, who adds on a whole entire album set. Like, mm-hmm. I remember that album dropped. I think it was on Dapiff. And I downloaded the whole entire thing. And I don't think I've ever downloaded a whole album off of that site mm-hmm. ever in my life. I do all the time. But you yeah. find your favorite songs. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anything I'll else. just go through and then, okay, what I like. Okay, yeah. you come with me. Um, So... Features on what features can people expect on Townwave once the app is launched? So, from the easiest part is this is a website that's going to thrive off our artists. Right. A lot of websites are thriving off their listeners because they think that's the mass, and that, that's true. Like, there's more listeners than artists out there, but there's so many artists that go on. You don't. They don't get marketed to as they should. Right. So we we really are offering features. Um, 
to help them come around and give us their money. You know, we're trying to help them. It's not like we're a money-hungry company. We want to actually see artists thrive because if an artist is, is successful, that only looks better on us. Exactly. So one of the things is we are incorporating um, – it's called Townway because it incorporates your local area, your geographical location. So um, as an artist – we are guaranteeing you plays. You could have zero followers, zero friends. You could be in your mom's basement making screamo death metal music, but you're going to get plays which on TownWave, which is rad. <laughs> but you're going to get plays on SoundCloud. You have to Facebook post, to send it to blogs. You know, you have to do a lot of things to get your plays unless you're like got a big following. Right. So we are going to organically generate these plays by randomizing everyone's music and kind of. Sim similar to what Pandora does, but Pandora doesn't really do it for the artists. They kind of do it for their listeners as well. Right. We're randomizing this music. We're going to guarantee their plays and guarantee the feedback that they get from audience. Because if they're going to be putting out shitty, not great music, and everyone's forcing, you know, you're forced to hear it. That's kind of like the discovery process. Eventually, someone's going to be like, dude, you suck. Stop. Like, get right. off. You know, or like, do this differently. Hopefully, I, I hope people are good-hearted people and like, hey, like, you're doing good. You're not doing good in this, you know, improve on this, blah, blah, blah. Right. So by guaranteeing this, this, these plays, they're getting feedback, they're getting connections from new fans, and it, like, when if... Which so, I think is the best part, by the way, the fact that there's a direct line of contact between people listening to your music, like a critique line, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And if you're yeah. on SoundCloud, they, it's, it's... <sighs> It's hard for me to explain without getting really detailed, but we're trying to keep people on the site. We want Townwave to be where artists, everything for an artist is, you know, and I don't want to go too much into that, but we're incorporating yeah, yeah. all their social media onto their site. So the main thing is artists can also get funded on our site. It's kind right. of like a mini Kickstarter. It'll be just a little green button on the page. If you want to donate a penny, you want to donate $1,000, whatever it is. When Full Perspective gets on there, if you want to help me pay for my expensive mouth, yeah. as far as all my cursing, you can do that, basically, mm -hmm. is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. do that. Stop that. But see, like, <laughs> if you go on kick... See, that's the cool thing, too, is we've used... That's the advantage that we have on all these companies, is we... We are young enough. SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, all those people that created that are 30, 40 years old. The guy that created Spotify tried an app store, it didn't work. We are yeah. coming from the generation that used Apple, iTunes, you know, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Kickstarter and all these things. So I know what they're doing wrong, and I'm trying to capitalize off that. So Kickstarter, right. if you go on Kickstarter and you try to put your album on there, I see it all the time. I feel bad. It's like, I need to put out my new project. I need $5,000 to you cover know what all it reminds this. me of? De La Soul did that themselves mm -hmm. to produce their new album. Same mm -hmm. with TLC. But TLC has not come up with anything yet, so nobody yeah. knows what's going on with well, that. Well, if you're a big yeah. name like that, it yeah. works. Exactly. But, like, you feel bad for people who don't have that kind of connections, and you're like, no one's going to donate to that, you exactly, know? Exactly, yeah. But if you're on town, your Townwave artist page, you're like, whoa, this guy's dope. He has zero friends, zero followers, zero finds, whatever it mm -hmm. is. I'm going to give him a dollar right. just so that guy – it's like tipping a waiter a little bit more than they should get. And they're just like, wow, like they took me into consideration. Right. And so they get funded. They're getting guaranteed plays. <laughs> and then uh, – Hold on. Please don't oh, – I'm sorry. Just <laughs> rude. I will be editing this part out. That? Do you even know what I'm referencing? No. Tipping your waiter the extra dollar. Oh, I did not tip my waiter today because he was rude. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's whatever. He was rude. But, um, sorry about And that. so the main thing is – is we're giving these features to artists that every company is scared to give to artists Absolutely. without charging them a major price. And we're trying to opt, I mean, uh, you know, stop the oversaturation that's occurring. You know, that's our main goal. We're going to have to stay ahead of that throughout the entire company's process right. um, by incorporating these features like funding them, the local aspect. That way, if you're on SoundCloud right now, let's say SoundCloud has this cool little Pandora functioning radio 
but you can tailor it towards your location. So obviously, you're, if you're in Austin and you want to discover oh. new artists, yeah, this is where okay. it gets fun. This I like is where that it gets thing. fun. Okay, okay, okay. So you're on the radio. You go, you know, I'm in Chicago. I'm going to Austin next week. Let's listen to some Austin underground hip-hop. Right. You start the Austin underground hip-hop station, and, like, first artist sucks. Skip. Second artist, he's cool. Who's this? Go to his profile. Whoa, this guy's performing this weekend at Spider House. Right. I want to go see him. I want to go talk oh, to him. Tell him I found him from Chicago. I was in Chicago, and I found your music, and I'm here listening to you right now. Like, okay. I know there's people out there that love music like that. There's people that want it, like— me as an artist, when you create something, you want to see what everyone else is doing. Not as like a competitor, but it's cool to see other people's creation. It's cool to admire right. where people come from and what they create and how they feel represents themselves. So for listeners, it's crazy cool because you get to connect with them if face-to-face if you want to. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just coming across their music randomly. You didn't have to do any work. You find their music, yeah. you go to their profile, you found them. That's what we're doing. We're rebranding the like and the favoriting. Uh, right. You find someone and it registers. It's like a timestamp when you found someone because everyone likes to be like oh i knew mac miller before he was big exactly i found him i feel two like years our ago. boss says that all the time here yeah. by the way he's like oh i remember when mac miller came out and i told our program director to play this but nobody dane. listened yeah dane that's what he says all the time fact though i love you dane he though. has pictures with them though to prove it yeah he does he does but um and i love that 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 feature by the way the fact that you can tailor cuz even one of our coworkers just released a brand new album we were talking about how we like certain tracks from it but the fact that you can go listen to austin hip hop and r&b too you know and especially cuz in the city alternative rock is everywhere yeah but the hip hop in this city and the r&b that's in the city when you find good one it's great and it's, i feel like uh, you you yeah. sit there for a second you're like it almost like for me as an entrepreneur, and I, mm-hmm. I manage artists and stuff. I start like thinking, I'm like, I want to help this guy. Yeah, I want to get him out there. You know, like if you had a certain, and that's the cool part about Townwave is that you give all those artists a, a spotlight, an equal playing field. Right. Imagine if labels start hiring us. Hey, mm-hmm. we're trying to hire someone out of North Dakota. We don't have any artists in North Dakota, but we're getting this big pool from our country. Right. Who's who's big in North Dakota? How do you Google who's big in North exactly. Dakota? Exactly. And so exactly. when when labels eventually this will be like a credibility legitimizing artist types way. Like it's mm-hmm. MySpace was kind of like that for artists at the beginning, but <clears throat> it kind of fell off. So this will also be able to use from the corporate side. People can analyze artists like damn, like Russ is blowing up in Atlanta, L.A., New York, and now Austin. Why is he blowing up there? What makes him blow up there? Let's Let me apply that to some. That. Let's investigate. Yeah. Or I want to be a part of that because that's where my business is best. So there's a lot of different okay. things you could use Townway for. And the best part is the artists get all the benefits. And, right. like, there's no website like that. Absolutely. So. Well, and you talked about, you know, Townwave is for, you know, the different cities and demographics. And, you know, Townwave does promote a lot of different events does town wave see itself touring almost in a sense where you'll be promoting concerts in different cities oh, throughout the state or the the country or whatever that's even the, the world goal. you know because yeah. eventually you know there's a lot of companies that do something similar to that and they go city to city you come perform for free for Lil Uzi Vert and it's like really right. you pay three hundred dollars and no one's gonna give you stage time Absolutely. so I, I would love to go you know get a company going around the country and getting spots like that set up and stuff. Uh, throwing shows is very difficult. Right. Um, but that's what me and my business partner Tyler discuss is like we're trying to do so much at this one point in time, but we need to focus on the website and the app right. to the point where we get to that point and we can, we have the time to do it. We can hire people to do that. Absolutely. We can have people professional that have been doing this all their life do it for us and we're the money men behind the scene. Exactly. You know, because I that's stuff I would love to do. That's kind of what got me into music is I wanted to throw shows. I didn't want to be the rapper on stage. I wanted to be the manager behind the stage. I wanted exactly. to be behind the scenes. You know, very so. Jay Z of you to say that, by the way. Very, yeah. uh, 
A lot of people yeah. think I, I try to make music to get famous and like mm -hmm. become like some pop star or icon. I'm like, that's not what it's been yeah. about for me at all. I do it because I love it and like it's brought a new character out of me. Yeah. And since then I can see how I need to do it for someone else who actually deserves that spotlight. Someone who has that raw potential to just go yeah. forever, you know. I always say, like, even in my job, I don't make a lot of money doing what I do with ninety six three, but it's like you gotta do what you what you're doing because you're passionate about it. And even like in the worst case scenario, if you're not getting paid to do it, you're still happy with yourself for doing it. Mm -hmm. And I hear that in your voice, man. Like, you know, this is your passion. Yeah. Um, I talked about the local thing because I know that Town Wave is putting on a new competition for yeah, South yeah, by yeah, Southwest. Yeah. The the statewide cipher. Let That's me, a little like promotion thing I'm just doing yes. to help out some artists. Let me tell you, that beat that you have for, you know, their freestyle, can you please play that? It is fire. Who that's, produced that's this? That's Rob Camps. That's my go-to producer. He oh, produces, my God. He produced all of Han Delicious. Yeah. Oh, my God, man. This is fire. So tell the people. Turn it just a tad bit because I'm conceited. I got to hear myself a little bit. I'm sorry. Tell the people uh, what they need to do uh, to be a part of this, to basically join the competition almost. Okay. So it's a statewide cipher. Um, it's submission based. You go on townwave.com slash Texas cipher undercase mm -hmm. and you find this beat, you download it and the requirements are very easy. You just need to write a 16 bar verse incorporating one of the three prompts that we have. Um, it's like, what's wrong with one of the social sound platforms you're using now, like SoundCloud, uh, whatever it is. Um, and then what do you see? is wrong with the music industry on a macro level or a micro level or what yeah. is a struggle you face as an independent artist and as long as you like briefly touch on one of those things you'll be good to go and so what we're going to do is we're going to get all of our submissions from all these different cities across texas right and eventually pick one artist that represents each city best and then the fun part for me is i get to go around and have a videographer film a cipher in all these different cities with these artists so like there'll be a guy from san antonio dallas houston and someone will go to San Antonio and film his verse live. It's mm -hmm. going to be connected all as this one big cipher. Ah, and all the artists that are selected are going to be invited to come perform at our South by Southwest showcase for free. Which right. is another thing artists don't get at South by Southwest. Exactly. You have to pay $300 for a 15-minute set. Yeah. So this is kind of like, I know if I was at this point, I mean, I could enter in the competition. I don't care, really. You know, I might <laughs> do it. Who knows? But it, I know there's a ton of lyricists out of Austin and Lubbock and, you know, all the cities in Texas. And if someone believes they should be at South by Southwest enough and they have the hunger and the dedication to be on that spotlight, they mm -hmm. should take advantage of this opportunity because like, no one does something like that. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So how was the competition thus far for anybody who's interested in, you know? I mean, there's only been like four or five people that have submitted entries. Right. This is definitely the deadline is January 22nd. Right. Um so, so it's, it's coming. Been, it's it's like, coming. But yeah. like most of the people I know that are submitting are people I know personally. Because yeah. I know a lot of people in different cities that I've met that make music and stuff. So as far as like strangers that I go from word of mouth, I have really can't generate how many people it is. But I think right. it'll still be a good turnout. Um, we are going to max. The max will be like six cities. Right. Because I see ciphers all the time. It's like they're like 20 minutes long. And I'm like, I love it. I appreciate the, you know, the passion but like no one's gonna watch the cypher for 20 minutes with right. 32 different rappers in it and make you, six different ciphers and you know release them periodically like you so, never know you might find real life paperboy out in brownsville texas or exactly. something like that you know what I'm but saying? but like i i hear like i found this artist a while ago um his name's coming up like i haven't listened to him in a very long time but he was mm -hmm. in galveston and i saw his music videos i was like oh it's uh yj uh, mm -hmm. And he's just dope. He's like such a weird sound you never heard, but he's from right. Galveston? I was like, what? Which like, is like a city, like, you know Galveston, but 
you know, it's like, yeah, eh. but you don't yeah, expect yeah. like Jay Z to come out of Galveston, Texas, exactly. You know, like, but you hear people with that kind of potential. They need this platform. They need to go to South by Southwest. And the biggest thing for an artist is if you say, you know, everyone's like, oh, I performed at South by Southwest. It's like some credibility thing that makes you look bigger, better than ever, everyone else. So, I mean, Absolutely. if you want those bragging rights, come get them. Like, get on the competition. Exactly. Get on stage. I'd love to see some. And we're going to do another um, secondary competition, which me and uh, Weird City Entertainment with Mike D are planning right now. It's going to be like a, a February showcase. And I hope... Uh, it should be some weekend in February. I might not even be here for it, but Mike D is going to host like a kind of like a talent show, but for lip lyricists. Right. And we're going to have like, you know, it's still a performance. You come on, you do like your open mic set, whatever it is. And then we're going to invite seven people to come perform for free. Very nice. So Very just nice. to kind of fill out the set. So once again, how can they? I got to balance. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. But, hey. oh, bye, Abern. Andrew. He's got a date. Oh, you have a date? Is she older? She's 37. For real? Holy. I'm just saying the last time I talked to you, you had the whole Bumble thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, look, for real, you know. Say hi to Ben for me. We know where you're really going. Say hi to Ben. Who's Ben? His Jewish friend. Funny. <laughs> How funny is that? Interesting. My foot just fell asleep trying to be cool and cross my legs. Um, so, yeah, so how can they... To let the people know again how they can join the competition. So they go to townwave.com. They can yes. go to any of our social media. It's all over our social media, but the direct link is townwave.com slash Texas Cypher. Yes. Um, and then once you go on there, you can download the beat. Um, you're free to do whatever you want with the beat, really. I don't, you know, Rob Camp's kind of donated it to us because we do so much work with him. Which I'd be his fire, man. Like, oh my God. Oh, you need to follow Rob Camp's on SoundCloud. He might make you start rapping. Like, I shall. It's, it's bad like, because oh he makes gosh. all the beat. He put, he'll put out Six or seven beats a week, and they're all just like amazing. A week? Yeah. Oh wow! That's all he does. He makes beats. He does graphics. He does like he's pretty much a jack of all trades, and he'll do anything for you as, as soon as you want it. He'll drop it, and he'll drop everything he's got to do. That's why I love working with him because he's respectable and he's professional. Right. So, and you know he's given me like twelve, fifteen beats over the past, and all my friends started to go with him, so mm -hmm. it made sense to get him to do the beat. Very nice, man. Yeah. Well, I'm excited, man, especially for South by Southwest. I'm going to keep my eyes peeled for that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, uh, when can we expect Townwave on our, in our stores and all that, or in the app stores? As of right now, January 20th. Um, January 20th. Okay. But we are waiting till South by Southwest to officially launch it, yes. like release it to the world, because hopefully if we make it to the top eight for that competition, we'll be in Austin for that. And then as well as we'll have a showcase, right. which will be like the, all right, everyone, Austin, Texas, biggest music festival in the world, here's right. Townwave, you know, Boom. like, and so we'll have a couple of months until then, you know, to kind of like work little things out and get people on there and stuff like that. Well, man, I thank you so much for coming by. Yeah. This is a very exciting episode. I feel like we covered a lot, made a new friend. You're very cool. We learn more about millennials and all that stuff, you know. Um, so, yes, thank you guys so much for listening to Full Perspective with Cameron. That's me. Thanks to all my guests. Uh, Rook, thank you so much for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. I'm waiting for that music video. When is the music video dropping, by the way? That I have no idea. I'm filming it the 14th. The guy's he's best videographer I've worked with yet, so yeah. it should be exciting. Uh, it should be, he'll probably turn around in two weeks, and then I'm coming out with a 
entire new project on, really? on the low on the low I haven't uh-huh. announced it to anybody I feel so special then I know, man you know because what I'm man with the plan is a way different song than probably the first songs you heard from me and so right. that's the entire vibe of this there's next no project. bitches and hoes so the family will be happy yeah. that's good okay yeah. I'm still working on the, the name for it but it's for me you know I had chess and then Honda delicious and so it's kind of like a little uh, a path and going down it makes sense to me in my head and hopefully some right. people pick up on it but uh, the vibe for this one's gonna be way different, and uh, it's gonna be fun for me to. Very nice, very nice, man. Okay, um, do you remember what my total was at the end of this episode? I think it was like twelve. Twelve? Oh, okay. We'll say twelve. We'll go with twelve. We can go with twelve. Yay! <laughs> Yay, mom. Okay, so <laughs> click that coin button. Twelve dollars is in the bucket. I'll put that in as soon as I get home, and that's going directly to. Uh, YMCA Strong Kids, which helps kids with their after school, you know, to pay for their after school programs as well as some of their stuff, uh, you know, doing specialty sports, which I think is super important. Yeah. Because I feel like there's a lot of fat asses. I'm a fat ass by choice. Okay. So, oh, snap. 1213. <laughs> okay. But no, I mean, for real though, like, you know, kids need to be active. I think it's a great organization. I work for YMCA. I love the company and I know they're really about the community. So I'm excited to get that money to them. ASAP Rocky. Um, that was really corny. I'm sorry. I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to full perspective. My name's Cameron. Let them know where they can follow you. Uh, at Rook deeds. It's pretty simple at Rook deeds everywhere. You can Google, Google Rook deeds. It's going to come up. I'm the only Rook deeds there is on this planet. Doesn't that feel good when you can Google yourself? The only Dalton Delsberger on this planet. So (laughs) that's true. That's That's the way I like to keep it. Yeah. There you go, man. Uh, Ari, where can they follow you at? It's Ari B on everywhere. I think. What about ADB Ari? Is that not a thing? I already. Oh, you got rid of that. (laughs) Homegirl was creeping. So I, I Oh. oh, you're, you can't find my name anymore, so how are you going to creep? Okay, well, it's R.E.B. Where can people follow you, or do you want them to follow At you? At Lil Deezy no, on hotnewhiphop.com. <laughs> I don't have a Twitter or anything. No. So. You don't are literally get, super don't cool. Don't get one. It causes shit. She had one. I had one. And, that, and that's exactly okay. what it did. Yeah. <laughs> she got rid of it. <laughs> Starting if Twitter beefs. I didn't beefs. have this job, I would, I would definitely not have social media. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, we kind of have to have one. Yeah, yeah that's. Uh, I have six Twitter accounts that I have to micromanage, and yeah. it's annoying. I, I have, stay off of as much as possible. See, I, I have the this. I have my Twitter account for myself ninety six three, then the couple of and then the website for this site, and then a Facebook for this one. And I'm like, I have ADD. We also have like all the stations. Yeah. We I'm get like, like notifications on all of those. And then you'll get at Fert Bottom said dot, dot, dot. Oh, and it's, we don't care what Fert Bottom yeah, said. So it's a we whole, don't want to know. It's a whole thing. Like real talk. Usually it's like some weird like sexual photo with a donut. This donut looks like a butthole. Like it's, it's so, weird. It's I'm not so kidding weird. you. It's for real though. Like real talk. But uh, thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding you. So yeah, um, I said it 13. I've cursed 13 times today. Sorry, mom. Uh, it bumped up to 15. Yeah. 15. 15. Okay, I've cursed 15 times. So so sorry, mom. Um, we're gonna keep in contact with you. I'll go ahead and write that down. Thank you. Yeah, I'll keep that documented. We'll keep in contact with you, Rook and Townwave. And when the launch happens, and if you ever need anything, hit us up. We got you. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Uh, thank yep. you guys so much for listening to Full Perspective. My name's Cam Ron. Uh, you can follow me at, at Cam D on the radio. Remember, tune in Monday through Friday on 96.3 R&B, and you can catch my show, Snoop in the Afternoon. I know. I have a show now. It's so cool. It's 2017. Remember, God is good and always. Wait, what do I say? Oh, yeah. Remember. 
I keep forgetting what I need to say. Remember, God is good. Always keep it classy. And follow us on iTunes and Google Play. Thank you guys very much. This was Full Perspective with Cameron. Follow him on Twitter at CamD on the radio. See you next week.